What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me, as always, is uh, spider researcher Connor Lawler. My mother. She was mm. in the Amazon rainforest researching spiders and then she died. Better delivery than it was given in the film, let's be honest. <laughs> I think Dakota Johnson's deliveries are always... She sounds... It's the question mark at the end of every sentence that really gets you out. My mother died? Well, she was in the Amazon? <laughs> This is zero zero, Sean. Um, what do we do here? Uh, this show where we take one comic book character every single week, uh, talk about their good points and their bad points, generally give you a bit of run of everything to do with that character. But the Fantastic. clincher is that you normally yeah. take DC characters, whereas I talk about Marvel characters. Exactly. Con. Now, and I apologise to the quota coming in. We came in hard at her from the very early on. That's um, fair. But look, killing she, it on the press seems, tour, I must say. She seems say. like a nice human being. Yeah, she I, seems, I don't want to... <laughs> she's remarkably well-adjusted, it seems. <laughs> um, just, I'm now getting tips, by the way, of who you're going to be doing, just through that one intro. Um, oh, really? Did but, I give it away? I think you might have given it away, but last week I covered Static Shock, so if you haven't listened to that, uh, and you enjoyed the early 2000s animated show, maybe you want to learn a bit more about the characters in comic book form, then just go back and listen to that episode. I think it was a, I think it was a decent enough report. I don't think I left anything out. Um, sent it, one of our, no. one of our patrons sent it in as an idea. Um, we also have, um, if we could, sorry, we also are on Spotify, iTunes, all the podcast platforms. If you could give us a like or follow, any of them, it would really, really help us out. Maybe five stars. Five stars if, you're, if you're feeling frisky, five stars. Why not? Well, wait until he gives the report, maybe, for the five. At the end, we'll all collectively mm. give him a review. I'm going to... Whoa, that's... Oh, I don't like that shit at all. Hang on. <laughs> we'll circle back. So, okay, uh, oh, no, please. Connor, we just... It's Friday. I want to forget about work. <laughs> okay, so, because it's Friday... And it's a big week because obviously Madame Webb came out in cinema, Sean. Sean, who are we doing at Hero Zero this week? Connor, I am covering... Uh, well, you might you might have guessed it. Well, kind of. I'm covering Spider-Woman, okay? Okay. That sentence is... There's a, there's a lot of baggage with that because there's been about 40 of them. Uh, I was just about to say there's at least... Oh, at least five. Yeah, so I am covering Julia Carpenter. Now, Julia Carpenter in the Madam Web movie is Madam Web. She becomes Madam Web, but she's Spider Woman first in the comics. We're doing most of her Spider Woman stuff. Oh, oh wait, hang on. Okay, let's start again. Okay, Sydney so- Sweeney's character in okay. Madam Web, yes, is Spider Woman, but I'm in the co- in the comics. Spider-Woman and Julia Carpenter and Madam Web are the same person. Oh, they just split it up in the, for yeah. the movie. Yeah. So who's Dakota Johnson's character? Dakota Johnson's is, like, that. this is why it's weird. That's what Julia Carpenter looks like as Madam Web. But Julia <laughs> Carpenter looked like Sidney Sweeney as Spider-Woman. Did they just... So they just, like, split Julia Carpenter in half and made her both characters in the movie? Yes. Because Madame Webb historically was a very old woman in a chair. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's so weird because it's like Spider the Spider Verse has so many characters. Yeah, like that they could they just don't pick need to from. spit them, Sony. Just, just do a different one. Just, 
just do a different one, please. <laughs> Don't take this one from us. Um, but uh, she was created in June of 1984, first appearing in Secret Wars number six, created by Jim Shooter and Mike Zeck. Uh, so she was introduced as Spider-Woman first, and then the backstory was kind of added in later. Um, so her backstory, she was born as Julia Cornwall and was raised in Los Angeles, California, Connor the daughter of Walter and Elizabeth Cornwall. She married her college sweetheart, Larry Carpenter, and together they had a daughter named Rachel. Unfortunately, shortly after he got a job in public relations, he began to cheat on Julia. After five years of marriage, they divorced, and Julia was awarded custody of their daughter. Mm. So, which is, it's, it's kind of cool. I like, the, I like Julia Carpenter, because she had a whole life and then got super... Like, she has a family already. Do you know what? That's actually a trope that you don't see a lot. Well, you see a little bit of it, but it More is so quite recently, interesting. I when think. You, you have a character who's completely well-adjusted, has their life, has their hobbies, has their job, and then gets superpowers, and then what do they do with it? A lot of the time, it's trust upon them through, yeah. I don't know, a beaker being hit by lightning, or being bitten by something radioactive, or maybe, I don't know, your parents being shot brutally in an alleyway. <laughs> Pearls falling. <laughs> Pearls falling. Maybe landing on Earth from a spaceship. That kind of vibe. Yeah, whereas it's it's rare to get like, here's a full adult who matured and had a life and then this happens. Actually, in the new Ultimate Universe in Marvel Comics, that's what Spider-Man is. He's 35 with a family and then he gets spider powers. Which I think is like kind of cool to do I think, that though I don't know I think there's probably a survey that goes around and they're like oh the kids don't really like the 37 year old Spider-Man it's a bit fucking weird but maybe it's because we're a bit older now we're old men Sean that anyone, we're kind of like well this is definitely like anyone who was reading the Ultimate Comics when they first came out is now in their 30s <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just like and the people who are writing it were also like young and so yeah. now they're like yeah let's bring back old fucking sore cool back Spider-Man why not <laughs> So, uh, there was, at the same time as uh, Julia gained custody of her daughter, a secret government group called the Commission decided to create their own superhero. Um, So, Julia just bumped into a college friend of hers named Val Cooper, um, and Val was working for the Commission, but didn't reveal this. Val convinced her to be part of an athletic study. She was unknowingly a test subject in their experiments. During the experiments, they started giving her daily injections of a serum, telling Julia that these shots were a means of studying her body's reaction to certain types of exercise. The serum dosage increases every day uh, until Val, who was uh, threatened with being fired if there was no results uh, of the study, doubles the dosage to near fatal levels. Julia passes out and when she comes to hours later, the team claims that they had accidentally injected her with spider venom. Uh, Furious, Julia punches and destroys a wall, discovering she now had super strength. A quick series of tests proved she could also cling to walls and psychically generate adhesive energy webs. So, this is the gimmick with Spider-Woman, is that she doesn't... There's no web fluid, there's no organic webs, there's none of that. She'll never run out. They're psychically done. So she creates tangible psychic energy in the form of webs. Okay, well my follow-up question is, I'm assuming whatever else is taken, where does it come out of? 
from her hands like she well she can make it from anywhere is the thing it's easiest from her hands because that's the most natural to grab and they I are a solid thing elbows. she can grab just it's, straight up two elbows all types that's an oh, the weirdest move you could have made to be honest <laughs> well imagine you're lying on the beach chillaxing yeah. arms behind your head chilling out enjoying the sun and then all of a sudden you've got some wrapped up some baddies some some fucking teams on the side you haven't even moved Why would you, I, I, I'm trying to think of any scenario where it's useful for it to come out your <laughs> it's elbows like, it's like there's criminals being like there's people being murdered up and down the beach but unless they're right beside me yeah. then I cannot stop them and you can't like squeeze them together and get them to point at the, in the no, same no, direction no 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 that'd be ridiculous Sean don't be fucking ridiculous come on now pretending that Julia's powers are a lucky accident the commission gives her a spider themed costume and a new job as a government super operative Julia wants to call herself Arachne after a mythical weaver who was transformed into a spider or Ariadne the woman who gave Theseus the thread to lead him out of the labyrinth but the commission insists on giving her a more media friendly name Spider Woman that is so funny because I was like oh they went for the media friendly thing and then I was like oh I think I would get sad if comic books did that yeah but now you've just said it so when did when did she start coming like into comic books 1984 she appeared in the Secret Wars crossover which was a, a vessel to sell toys to be fair Okay, um, so yeah, so they're trying to get the, the Spider-Woman gig- gimmick off the ground. It's basically what Bi- Bob Iger and Zasloff do now in that we've got a name brand. Yeah. So let's just do let's this milk number it for seven. All it's worse. Yeah, let's milk it forever. Like, just put Pirates of the Caribbean or just put fucking Shrek or anything before it. And then we can do five, seven, eight, nine, ten. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And then, like, she was introducing Secret Wars. Then once that storyline was revolved, she was just basically put out into the Marvel Universe as another character. Um, okay. So her main enemies were the arachnid-based team called Deathweb, which consisted of three other people who were transformed by the Commission using the same serum that transformed her. Um, but they they weren't as successful, so they were more spider-like and fucked-up-looking, if you get And me. where is she based? Sorry. So she's based in Los Angeles originally, Goes right. to New York for a bit. She ends up with. She does end up, I think, in West Coast Avengers for quite a while. Okay, I was just about to say because, like, they obviously have to do a different rogues gallery for yeah. Spider Woman. Um, so you have a situation where she's, yeah, she's across the. If she's across the country, then obviously they can't fight the same people. But if she's in New York, then the easy selection is just to pick a different Spider Man rogue and put her up against them exactly and like her main interaction at first was that her daughter rachel was kidnapped um right, by okay. Deathweb, and they were like we will kill your daughter if you don't kill spider-man <laughs> so she, that, it's the perfect way to be like oh let's just have the two spider people fight each other yeah um, and you I, got that comic book cover where she's like got spider-man beaten up on the ground she's like i've got yeah. to kill you now and you're like oh shit Dude, she beats him. She nearly kills him and is Fuck. just realizes oh, I don't want to be a murderer. Um so she's like, look, here's what's happening, and then Spider-Man helps her rescue her daughter. I, I wasn't saying focus in like, oh fuck, it's isn't that crazy, but like Spider-Man, as we know, is like godlike. Oh yeah, he is. his powers are broken. Yeah, and if he stops holding back, he could kill everyone. So are we saying her powers also broken? Are their powers the exact same other than she has the mind webs instead of the the maid webs? Really, really, really similar. 
Um, I think okay. even even while fighting her, I think Peter was holding back. To be fair, um, I think he always holds back at yeah. all times. But like that's we're not like oh yeah, Spider Man would would otherwise. No, yeah, like Spider Man <laughs> can and should be beat most of the time. Repeatedly kill that child, beat him up. Yeah. I don't like him. I want him to. No, I love Spider Man. To be fair. <laughs> Um, so she then found her place after rescuing Rachel, making sure she was safe, went off to the West Coast Avengers, had a few adventures with them, but eventually walked away from the superhero business entirely to continue raising her daughter. Um, she at one point had her powers stolen um, by a character called Charlotte Witter, um, who is spider. She's also called Spider-Woman, but she's evil. Um but she had her power stolen. Is that based off? Is that based off the book Charlotte's Web? Very well, could be. Actually, I did. That <laughs> didn't click with me until now. Um, and after the loss of her superpowers, uh, she returned to the life of a normal mother. Um, during the loss of her superpowers, when they were stolen, she um, was actually paralyzed. She was paralyzed from the waist down. Um, however, uh, now all of her other injuries healed, but that didn't. But then there's a character called the Shroud, who is he, he he's a dude with a cloak that channels darkness. Don't worry about it. Uh, right. That's a classic comic yeah. book. Look, dude, he's got shadows, right? Don't ask any further questions. Right? Exactly. Just leave it there. So he synthesized a duplicate. Of, so this is where a new writer comes in. He synthesized yeah, of a duplicate course. of the serum that provided Julia with her powers. They returned after several wow, days. What a coinky dink that that random stranger could have done that. Exactly. But what I also like is she undergoes physical therapy to learn how to walk again. Ah. So okay. she doesn't just get her ability to walk back straight away because her body had like, her muscles had atrophied and stuff like that. So she she actually goes through physical therapy. Shroud, like, recuperates her. He's like a physical therapist. He's got, on the he's got it all. He channels darkness. He makes serums. He's a physical therapist. He's, got, he's like a weird potion master. And then through the curtain, he's got like one of those bends that he massages a calf if it's a bit tight on. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Run the marathon this summer, are you? Oh, fuck. You don't want to get ready for it. So you You're doing that in the weekend, are you? <laughs> Magic hands, they call me. So it was during this time she and the Shroud fell in love. Uh, of so course. She goes on with a relationship with Shroud for a few years. Um, her powers now restored. Julia began using the codename Arachne, her original choice of a superhero name. Uh, during the Superhuman Civil War, she registered under the Superhuman Registration Act. And she and Wonder Man aided Miss Marvel in the training of novice superheroes. However... Julia was actually a double agent. When she first responded to Iron Man's request, she thought that they would be helping people escape registration. She tipped off several targeted superheroes who had refused to register with the government. Um, And she was also involved with Shroud romantically, who was an opponent of the Superhuman Registration Act. Um, She was found out when Prowler, who she had been helping gave up under interrogation that Julia was a double agent. Um, A government strike team led by Miss Marvel and Wonder Man attacked Julia at her home just as she was about to flee the country with her daughter. Julia was captured and subsequently incarcerated. Fuck. Okay. So so she, she mistakes the invite from Tony Stark, but then is like, this is a great opportunity to fucking let other 
superheroes just live their lives. Yeah, which you know what is kind of like a very... I was going to say, like, heroic kind of idea, but it's a character that we enjoy, is that, like, even in, surrounded by all those people, she's still going to stand up for her ideals yeah. as well, to be like, look, I'm just going to be the undercover agent. I'm just going to help other people. That's it. And she's always been very, like, singular-minded. Like, she wants to look after her daughter, and that's her main priority, basically. Mm. And so, she doesn't want any hassle. Exactly. She just wants to be left alone for the most part. But you, uh, you know what? It's, I can understand why the character is well liked as well. Because like, that's a character that is like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like Wolverine has the same thing. Leave him alone. Let him do whatever he wants. Exactly. Um, and so she was then... So Craven the Hunter has been dead in comics for ages at the, at the point that this next bit takes place. Um, so Julie was dragged into Sasha Cravenov's uh, Grim Hunt so this was a means to resurrect her husband, Craven, through the sacrifice of various spider people. Um, so Julie was captured by the Cravenoff family. Um, however, Spider-Man Peter Parker put a stop to the scheme. The Cravenoff's most important prisoner, Madam Webb, who is controls the web of life and destiny, as we all know. I'm, I'm debating whether yeah. to be a dick. Go ahead. And ask you, Shaw, just a poor, just a quick follow-up. What is the web of life and oh. destiny and all what you're talking about? Well, it's the intrinsic links between all spider people, that there are certain people that are destined to become spider totems, if you will, <laughs> representing various members of the spider family uh, throughout the years and throughout the centuries, Connor. It's just bollocks, right? They just made up a whole thing that all the spider people are connected yeah. by destiny. They decided it's, to make Peter Parker magic for no reason. As in, like, I think they just... Somehow, someone liked the idea of a big web, like the visualization of a yeah. big web connecting all of the spider people. And they were like, oh, it's the web of life and destiny. And then whoever came up with the word totems hate that word in yeah. regards to characters. Awful, awful, terrible. <laughs> Basically means interchangeable, if you think about yeah, it. it. In a fancier way, it's just a spider verse. Yes. But it's like that, that now it's kind of been changed to Spider Verse because obviously it was because much easier to understand than it's the web of life and destiny. God, yeah. like and there's you different like that? there's like because there's all these kinds of like there's the Spider Bride and the Spider Hunter and there's all these fucking things and <laughs> it's, it's the worst thing shit. in the world. <laughs> um, so Madam Web was mortally wounded uh, in the escape. In her final moments, Madame Webb transferred her telepathic, precognitive and astral projection powers into Julia, blinding her in the process, but making her the new Madame Webb. Which is, the follow-up question is, did she ask for that or did this old woman just make her blind? It was kind of a, someone has to be it and you're the closest one to me. Kind okay, of someone needs to be that totem of, of Madame Webb. The weaver, Connor. Correct. <laughs> I knew there was a dumb name. Yeah. The Weaver. So somebody's got to be the Weaver totem. Wow, you're nearby. Here, you it. have it. There must always be a Weaver. You know, yeah, that kind so of way. Fu- okay, fair enough. So Julia's first action in this role as the Weaver was to prevent Peter from killing Craven. Explaining to Peter that he was the centre of a moral web that would be destroyed if he killed Craven. And in, kill Craven, excuse me. And advising him that this murder, however justified, would turn him into a ruthless destroyer. Yeah, a destroyer totem, if you will. No, no. (laughs) 
We're not adding new totems, Connor, please. <laughs> There's already enough shit ones. So after burying Kane Parker, who is the clone of Peter Parker, who We're not going to get into that. We've already done a report we on Kane Parker. There's have done a report on Kane. Uh, and they bur- Ben. And be- oh, most of the clones, actually. I think most of- we've covered all the clones at some stage, yeah. So after burying Kane and Madam Webb in a potter's field, she explained her new purpose to Spider-Man before teleporting away. She can teleport now as well. Um, after- Does she get to keep all of her old powers as well? Uh, depends. Sometimes. Okay, depends who's right there. Okay. Yeah, but also it's the kind of thing of like, if you're that telepathically powerful, do you ever need to really fight? True, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so afterwards, Julia gave her arachne costume um, to a character that was introduced called Anya Corazon, who is the new, she's now Spider-Girl, is what she is. She's like a oh, teenage lady Spider-Man. Okay. So, when the population of Manhattan developed spider powers in an event called Spider Island, Julia, <laughs> Julia observed the crisis with Shang-Chi. Preventing him from intervening until Spider-Man was accidentally attacked by the Avengers when he tried to help out. Marvel needs to have a fucking look at itself. What is the deal Dude. with having all of the spider powers being transported to every... What's the obsession? Just it, have it, four or five of them. It's fine. It was just like... It was post like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man and stuff like that. And like things were just... Yeah. Massive, amazing Spider-Man was happening and stuff. And people just fucking loved Spider-Man. So they were like, let's make him... <laughs> The everything in Marvel. It's just, but like, no stories are ever good that start off with, well, the whole island got superpowers. Now, what do we do? So, later, Anti-Venom, who came up in the Venom report, was working on curing the individuals affected of their spider powers. Madam Webb, Julia, reflected on the need for both Venom and Anti-Venom to fix the spider island problem. At the final battle of the Spider Island event, where the Spider Queen was being, who is a big fucking spider demon god thing. There's a spider demon. It doesn't Uh, matter. Uh, We don't need to get into it, but there's a spider totem demon or fucking wife or bride or I don't know, fuck what it is. Exactly. But But in the process of this, Kane Parker had been resurrected. So oh, fantastic. Just as she realised that Venom and Anti-Venom were needed, they realised they needed Peter Parker and Kane Parker. For the simple fact, Kane Parker is willing to kill and allows him to kill the Spider Queen. <laughs> so, they resurrected a guy just to make him a murderer. Pretty much. Cool, that's pretty, pretty good, good writing. I'll tell you that now. In terms of powers and abilities, Connor. Oh, I thought this would never end. Wow. She I has... Just, go ahead. Oh, I don't know. It's just... I feel like these spider characters... We've done it with Kane. We've done it with Ben. Just... They start off strong. They yeah. start off clean. And then there's like a midpoint... And I'm going to make a year. Maybe, oh, 2003. Where it goes off the rails. 100%. At all times. Absolutely. And, and, and you are trying to dig your way up out of whatever dumb storylines they get involved yeah. in and they just get like forced into these totem areas just allow her to be a character who has spider powers in the west and then Spider-Man's in the east and she's in the west yeah. and we call it a day and that's how you make an easy to understand comic but <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah literally like during the research for this and I was thinking this same thing you get about 60% in to any yeah. spider person report and then it just becomes 
a serious amount of buy-in before you can enjoy the rest <laughs> and then of the they're story. Like, so they kill someone and then they resurrected somebody else because they needed to kill somebody else because yeah. of the totem. The bride totem needed to die for the web. You know, you know what I mean? And the thing you know, is, that this? person could have been dead for two or three years. They're revived yeah. over the course of like three pages. Like... <laughs> Just, and I feel like it stains all the characters because I think all the characters are quite good. Yeah. And just like allow them to just be themselves in a fun storyline where they fight crime. Yeah, but rem- like, yeah, just have Ben Riley be Spider Man in Las Vegas. Like, that's all he have needs Spider-Man to be. Spider Man everywhere. Like, they tried that with the whole Batman ink thing that they tried for yeah. a while. There was a Batman in a different place. I thought that was quite fun. You just have Batman organising different Batmans around the place. Yeah. And different Spider-Men around the place. Just And it's weird that there's four or five of them, but look, that's the way it is. And, and they all talk on the web, and there's your web connection that you want so badly, Marvel. Yeah, talk through their fucking brains. Do that weird brain thing they can yeah. do. Yeah, they can do a weird brain thing. That's fine. Yeah, who cares? Uh, she, she has, look, the usual stuff. Superhuman strength. She can lift at least 10 tons. Superhuman speed, superhuman stamina, agility, reflexes, durability. Regeneration. She can recover from mild to moderate injuries faster than an ordinary human. Um, she's physically immune to all known types of poisons. Um, and she has superhuman tactile sense. So she has, her sense of touch is so developed to the point that she can sense a vibration like a spider on its webs. She can detect a hollow area under a solid steel floor just by walking over it. Um, she also has. That's a very specific power to have. It's pretty cool. It definitely came up in one story, and that's why they had 100%, to mention it. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. She also has some psionic powers. So her wall crawling, similar to Spider Man. And again, look, Spider Man used to just be able to climb shit, right? <laughs> yes. But actually, he's manipulating, and she is as well. <laughs> The interatomic binding forces of matter to create temporary but powerful molecular bonds between her body and whatever she touches. Do you know what? My favourite version of ever explanation for any spider sticking to wall thing is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. When the he little has hairs. that one close-up of his hand and the little claws coming out of his fingers. And when I was like 10, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That cool. makes sense. Claws that's, in his fingers. that's my frame of reference for that now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, cool. You don't need to start doing some weird shit that he's moving gravity or whatever. Just be no. like, yeah, he's sticking. Cool. The, o- the only cool thing that they've ever done with that is Kane Parker does the mark of Kane which is where he puts his hand on your face, makes it stick, and then pulls it away. <laughs> All of your skin comes off with it. If you haven't heard the Kane report, he's a psychopath. He's a so lunatic. I love him so much. Um, psionic webbing, then. So, Julia can utilize psionic-based webbing. By using psychokinetic energy, she can bind ambient, free-floating molecules into strands of solid force. Her webs can be used to wrap enemies or focused into narrow web lines that she can swing from. Due to its psychic nature, her webs can be used in ways that Spider-Man's webbing never could, such as causing webs to form from a distance or controlling the movement of her webbing mentally. She can create webs able to hold up to 10 tons when properly anchored. Holy shit. Okay. So, like, it's it's essentially Spider-Man's webs, but they can just do a little bit more with them. Well, if you can set them off anywhere, I mean, you're basically indestructible because Spider-Man's thing is if you, like, beat him up, then he can't use them. Yeah. Or she could or just, if he, like... If he runs out make, of web fluid halfway through a yeah. fight. She, she could make them just appear behind every villain and just wrap them up before the fight even starts. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like, she can just... 
like infiltrate stealth, web everyone, and then it's over. <laughs> she could be at home and just like web everyone outside, <laughs> just on a video camera or something. Like. What can you do? Like she, nobody could stop her. So she also can. So by casting small strands of psionic webbing into her environment, she can feel psychic vibrations reverberating through them, just like a spider can feel vibrations through their webs. So she can sense the presence of other people in her vicinity, pinpointing potential attackers over a distance. So she doesn't really have spider sense. It's like a conscious thing that she'll send out psychic, uh, psychic webs, psychic waves, I guess, to see what's going on. But like Peter Parker's spider sense, if he's knocked out, the spider sense will get him home. Like that's yeah. where he would when be, he's you pissed know? drunk, like it'll get him back to sleep. Yeah, there is a story where he's done that. I can't find it, but he's definitely done that. Yeah, hundred percent. No, so really, the question then becomes: if her, uh, to me, I think she's more interesting as Spider Woman than 100%. she is as Madame Web. Yeah. So, would you do a movie on Spider Woman or Madame Web if you were Sony and you owned both of them? Genuinely, like I don't know how they cast Sydney Sweeney as Spider Woman and didn't give her her own movie, like <laughs> that. Because also her origin completely independent of Peter Parker makes way more, way more sense. She's the one you do. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> Whereas the Madame Web, like and transit, like do Madame Web later by all means. Yeah. Well, why not start with Spider Woman and then even look for all the shit villain movies they have? The Sony verse is just Spider Woman's the main one. And look, if you want to even break it down to like a molecular level, Spider Woman as a title is just so much easier to sell in terms of marketing. Oh my marketing. god! Like you like, just say Spider Woman, it's fine. Literally, it's grand. It came up in this character's origin. That Spider Woman is a more marketable name, <laughs> and that was in 1984 in fictional comics. Yeah, but now Sony, you are—I mean, I don't want to be rude, but you are doing shit. You're doing it's so bad. The only like, thing you have is the Spider Verse. Is the word "spider" at a hyphen? Yeah, and you can follow that with "woman," and we can all make some money. But no. <laughs> We have to do Madame Web. Yeah, we, so, somehow that's the way that we deal with this. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. But I just like it would be so much cooler if they just made a Spider Woman movie. I like Julia Carpenter as like you know classic black suit Spider Woman kind of stuff. That is what makes the most sense to me. The Madame Web mm. stuff it gets into all the spider totemy bullshit, which Madame Web seems to be all about, and I don't like that. Yeah, I think maybe that's a, a nose thing. There probably are people who read that stuff and they very much enjoy the spider totems thing. I know me and you were not big fans of it. I think it gets no. in the way. Once you start getting like higher purpose kind of vibes, I think it takes away from the heroes that like are the, the fictional characters are more interesting when there's no greater purpose. Yeah. They're just being sound because they're cool it's just, and they're it's trying great, their power best. great responsibility. Like, that's... Basically, what yeah. it is. <laughs> but I'm going to finish on a line from the TV show Angel that <laughs> he says... Sean, and you know what? If it goes into every single fucking piece of medium that we talk about here on Superheroes. But, like, the whole plot is that, like, he's fighting because he's like, oh, I'm going to, like, go to heaven. I'm going to have, like, a better thing. Yeah. And then the bad guy's like, oh, it actually means not. Like, we're going to win. And he just gives up on life. 
once he figures that out and then he the way he gets back is he just says well if nothing we do matters then all that matters is what we do and oh. there's that line that is just like there's no greater purpose yeah. just be fucking sound when you're here and that's yeah, like yeah. as a hero you're not doing it for any reward you're just doing it because well that person needs to be saved they're being mugged I'm going to go save them. Well, couldn't we all learn from that, folks? And uh, it's a random episode of Angel, season two, episode 16, Epiphany, if you Not want to watch random, it. it seems. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just, I have a weird thing of, I know episodes and numbers don't ask me, that's from a lot of shows. Um, but yeah, I just feel like when they get too into it, of like totems and ideas and higher purposes, take it super dumb. Yeah, I just it, I don't it, like it. It just makes it makes it less accessible for people. I think like yeah. it's harder to get into if you have to delve through all these layers of you know comic book bullshit. But I think Chad, that was a great report for Thanks, a character Lord. that from a movie that I am assuming is going to win an Oscar, uh, best movie of all time. Well, look, I'll be watching it online with uh, poker ads sprinkled in throughout, so... <laughs> Debating whether to give them my money. Uh, I might wait. <laughs> I don't think we should, is the thing. <laughs> we didn't buy Morbius. I remember specifically the people were asking us to review Morbius, and we were like, I will not give Jared any money. No, we waited so, till that was on streaming, so basically free. So, yeah, it's basically free. Um, so, look, if you want to check out any of the other episodes that we've done, we've got hundreds of these episodes, including all the Spider-Man characters, if that's what you're into. Um, we've also done lots on DC characters, obviously. We have a Patreon, which is the link down below. It's basically lots of extra movie reviews and TV show reviews and lots of extra content. And... Hmm, what else could they do? They could give us a like, follow, five stars, yeah. so that the podcast platforms. And most importantly, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So, I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Neal. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye.